from the Nifty Radio Recording Studios high above 107 Columbia Street in the heart of uptown downtown Albany. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nifty Practice Tips. Thank you, Johnny, and hello, everyone. Welcome to this week's edition of the Nifty Practice Tips. Today, we're going to be discussing inventory searches of motor vehicles. So, let's get started. Law enforcement officers may conduct an inventory search of an impounded automobile without a warrant, provided the search is conducted according to a single familiar standard or procedure established by the police agency. So said the United States Supreme Court in Colorado v. Bertine from the year 1986. In New York, in People v. Gonzalez, Court of Appeals decision from 1984, the court wrote, It is settled law that the police may search an impounded vehicle to inventory its contents. Such searches conducted as routine procedures are permitted to protect an owner's property while it remains in police custody to protect the police against false claims for missing property, and to protect the police from potential danger. The cornerstone case when determining the propriety of an inventory search is People v. Gallic, a Court of Appeals decision from 1993. While the Gallic decision addresses the inventory search of an automobile, the holding is equally applicable to any form of inventory search that law enforcement personnel undertake to secure property for safekeeping. In order to have a proper inventory search pursuant to Gallic, it requires the following procedures to have been followed. At the hearing, to determine the propriety of the claimed inventory search, you must be sure that the evidence of the search the written version of the standardized routine procedure employed by the law enforcement personnel and the list of vouchered material are introduced into evidence at the hearing. You need to establish the following. 1. There is a single familiar routine procedure established by the police agency for the purpose of protecting the property of the defendant protecting the police from any claims they lost or stole the property, and protecting police personnel from any dangerous instruments or instrumentalities. As the court wrote in People v. Johnson, a Court of Appeals decision from 2003, an inventory search must not be a ruse for a general rummaging in order to discover incriminating evidence. Number two, the standardized procedure must limit the discretion of the officer in the field. Number three, This procedure employed, the one found in the New York Patrol Guide, for example, that was used by the officers to conduct the search should be made part of the hearing record. Number four, the police must have followed the standardized procedure. Number five, the list of the inventoried property should be made part of the hearing record. In evaluating the procedure employed, the hearing court must make the following assessment. One. The rational relationship between the standard procedure adopted and the governmental objectives that justify the intrusion. In other words, 
the procedure must be rationally designed to meet the objectives that justify the search in the first place. Number two, the adequacy of the controls on the officer's discretion. And number three, the degree to which the officers followed the guidelines. The Johnson case, previously mentioned from 2003, was a case where the Court of Appeals basically reaffirmed all of the holdings in the Gallic decision. They wrote, we reaffirm these principles here. A single familiar standard is essential to guide police officers who have only limited time and expertise to reflect on and balance the social and individual interests involved in the specific circumstances they confront. An inventory search is exactly what its name suggests, a search designed to properly catalog the contents of the items searched. To guard against dangers that the police will be accused of improper securing of property or that there will be danger to these officers, an inventory search should be conducted pursuant to an established procedure clearly limiting the conduct of the individual officers that assures that the searches are carried out consistently and reasonably. The procedure must be standardized so as to limit the discretion of the officer in the field. While incriminating evidence may be a consequence of such an inventory search, it should not be its purpose. The question then becomes, what are the proper areas within a motor vehicle that law enforcement personnel are permitted to search when conducting a proper inventory search? In the case of People v. Ramirez, a First Department case from 2013 where leave was denied by the Court of Appeals, the court noted the Gaelic decision and then wrote that those guidelines require the police to check any area that may contain valuables. In this case, the officer testified that valuables might be stored in the spare tire compartment in the trunk and accordingly he searched that area. The court held that this did not exceed the permissible scope of the search in checking that compartment and seizing and vouchering the cocaine and other items found there. The court also wrote, furthermore, the property clerk's invoice, even if not ideal, sufficed as a meaningful inventory list. Clearly, when conducting such a hearing, it is imperative that you do not forget to introduce the inventory list of everything that was recovered, as well as the document which establishes the standardized procedure that is used by that particular law enforcement agency and meets the requirements of Gallic. In the case of People v. Taylor, a second department case from 2012, where leave was dismissed by the Court of Appeals, the court once again identifies the significance of the documented proof being presented at the suppression hearing. The court wrote, significantly, the Court of Appeals has explained that the failure to use an inventory search form is not fatal to the establishment of a valid inventory search so long as, one, the search in accordance with the standardized procedure is designed to produce an inventory, and second, the search results are fully recorded in a usable format. Here, unlike the finding of the Supreme Court, the arresting officer specifically testified that the procedure routinely followed was to use a property clerk's invoice form, also referred to as a voucher, to record the items removed 
from a vehicle during an inventory. Moreover, the search results were fully recorded in this manner by the officer in this case. Another case example of the degree to which it's proper for police officers to intrude into a motor vehicle while conducting a proper inventory search is People v. Padilla, a Court of Appeals decision from 2013. In this case, when the officer opened the trunk, he found that audio speakers and an amplifier filled the entire cargo area and he retrieved a screwdriver to remove the equipment. He testified that because the speakers were not factory issued, the vehicle would not be accepted at the impound facility unless they were removed. After removing the equipment, he checked the spare tire compartment where he found a black leather bag containing a gun and ammunition. The court went on to write further that here the people proffered written guidelines, the officer's testimony regarding his search of the vehicle, and the resulting list of items retained. Although defendant takes issue with the officer's removal of the speakers by arguing that such action was a ruse designed to search for drugs, the officer's testimony that it was police protocol to remove any owner-installed equipment was accepted by the hearing court, and we perceive no grounds upon which to overturn that determination. Thus, the people met their burden of establishing that the search was in accordance with procedure and resulted in a meaningful inventory list. Case of People v. Leonard, a third department case from 2014, demonstrates the lack of sufficient evidence presented at the hearing, which resulted in suppression. The court wrote, although not fatal to their argument against suppression, the people failed to offer a copy of the state police procedure manual into evidence. Additionally, the police also failed to ask any substantive questions of their witnesses so as to otherwise establish that the state police had a standardized procedure, that such procedure was reasonable, and that it was followed here. In this regard, the testimony of the troopers demonstrates little discussion of their professional experience so as to help illustrate an established departmental procedure. Only a vague explanation of their decisions made at the time of the search, and meager proof that such decisions resulted from an established procedure. In the case of People v. Wilburn, a fourth department case from 2008, we have another example of a case where the people properly presented all the required evidence to establish there was a uniform procedure, that that procedure was followed, and that it was a reasonable procedure. For more material and case citations, please be sure to see the memo in the Prosecutor's Encyclopedia on inventory searches of motor vehicles. Also, be sure to see the written version of this podcast, which contains the citation for all the cases mentioned. Our thanks, as always, to Johnny and, of course, to our crack producer and man about town, Jonathan Marconi Crispino. To all of you out there, be well and stay ready, my friends. Mm -hmm.